0: What are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> So um this is Crush the Cable, the Voice of Trail Running podcast yes. episode episode hold on
1: How many episodes are we at? Four? Five? Four? Four? Four Oh we we're catching up with those um the dirty church boys. We
0: are, yeah. Yeah, we must be close to them actually.
1: Mm, yeah, definitely. they they'll be they'll be um uh, they'll be breaking out in cold sweats those guys. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. Anyway, um, Andrew, how are you?
1: Um, well, no, I'm good. I've just had dinner. I, yeah. I ate a burrito. I've been for a run, been for a spa. I'm good. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I've been on holiday for two weeks. Well, up until this week, came back to work on Tuesday.
0: I, I know, didn't... that's awesome. Two weeks holiday.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't do anything with it. Well, you yeah. dug a
0: hole last time, I swear.
1: Oh yeah, no, I dug a hole. Did we talk about that in the last podcast? We did. Oh, okay. I haven't dug any holes since then.
0: You must have used the chainsaw though.
1: I have used your chainsaw and the chain keeps on coming off and I forgot to bring it. Well, I didn't actually forget to bring it. I remembered it was there, but I figured I've still got more wood to chop and you haven't asked for it back. No, that's
0: true. And and the chain was coming off when I was using it too. Oh, well, you could have told me that.
1: I thought I'd broken it.
0: Well, I thought it was because of the sycamores that were like a foot thick and trying to fall on top of it, but...
1: Oh, yeah. well, how, before we go any further, if there's anyone out there who's sort of proficient in chainsaws and they might be able to tell us what's going on with Steve's, um, why the chain keeps on coming off, um, yeah.
0: We could get chainsaw sponsorship.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 we
0: could be sponsored by a chainsaw. Oh, I mean,
1: well, chainsaws are great for track clearing.
0: They are. They are. Yep. yep. Remember that track clearing we did for Crush the Cable last year?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yep.
0: That was pretty effective.
1: I bet those dir- dirty church boys didn't do any any, any track clearing for their, um the for the prolapse.
0: I bet they didn't. No. Probably left it all up for someone else.
1: Exactly. Right. Yep. Anyway, anyway, how are you? Good? I'm,
0: I'm good. I'm cool. good. I've just been for a pub run, and now I'm um having some whiskey.
1: Ah, right. The devil's drunk.
0: Tullamore Dew. Yep. Yeah. Irish
1: whiskey. Oh, it's a good whiskey, yep. Yeah. Uh, Irish, Irish, Irish. Oh you, oh, you must. I suppose you're a fan of the Jamesons as well.
0: I like Jamesons, but I, I prefer Scott, um, single Right, art, to be oh, honest. Okay. But anyway, um, would you like a toffee pop?
1: Yeah, I'll have a toffee pop. Okay. Well, you've been doing a bit of running since the last time we did a podcast, haven't you? Are you going to tell us about it?
0: Yeah, I did the Ultra Trail Australia. Right. Just a bit more crunchy there. Yep. So, so I mean,
1: there's been a couple of big things happening in Australia. They had an election, and they oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, and they had you turn up for a run.
0: Yeah, maybe that was the problem. Oh, mm. that election, man. I'd never seen my friends swear so much. Mm. I don't know why. Mm. I think I think it was because they tried voting for Jacinda, and she didn't get
1: in. Uh, ah. Yeah. I think it's got something to do with Australia being racist. I think they figured, as long as we don't... Yep,
0: they don't like... As long as we
1: don't vote... As long as we don't vote in Pauline Hanson, we'll tolerate someone slightly less racist. Is that how it works?
0: Could be.
1: Close enough. If anyone out there's got a better idea of Australian politics that they'd like to share with us... um, (laughs) 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 Anyway... Anyway, anyway, we've done, we've
0: done politics. Um, what else? Oh, that's right. Ultra Trail Australia, oh. yes. Wonderful race. Wonderful race. Do it once. Don't do it again. You're not going to um, do it again. No. Okay. But, no regrets, it was an awesome race. Awesome event. Lots of people. 7,000 entrants, apparently, over different distances. Right. Okay. And about 12,000 spectators. And the town is only like 7,000 people. Wow. So they pretty much take over this
1: place. So where do they put everyone?
0: Uh, in tents or? Well, people can find out where they stayed themselves. That's up to them. No, oh, where did you stay? I stayed about 15 k's away at another town. Right,
1: okay. Yeah. And that, wasn't, that town wasn't booked
0: out? No, 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 no. I think a lot of people come from Sydney for the day.
1: Oh, right. Well, how far is it from? from Two hours. Oh, right. Yep. Was well, it just up in the Blue Mountains or something? It is.
0: Exactly in the Blue Mountains. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. See, so you look at the profile here. And you can see blue mountain, blue mountain, blue mountain, valley, 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 valley.
1: Well, steers. It might say mountains. It might say Stairs. mountain on the thing, but there's really only one mountain.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Mount I Cargill. Oh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's not Mount Cargill.
1: And 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 actually, Mount Cargill has something of an iron throne. Well, it's not really, but it's got an iron antenna.
0: It does. And speaking of that, you came up with a really good idea.
1: I did. Put ladders up the antenna. Mm. Yeah. So, are, uh, are we going to run with that idea?
0: I don't know about running, but... Um,
1: well, it'll be more climbing. Yep. But, anyway,
0: um, anyway, back to Ultra Trail Australia. Um, so, <laughs> great event, incredibly well organised, because they had to be. And you know that <coughs> huge extensive like list of stuff that I had to carry with me? Yes. Essential gear list.
1: Yes. How much of it did I you could, use?
0: Not much. But I can see why they made everyone carry it. Because, right. like, well, what did you've you got...
1: What, I was, had what was the most useless thing you had in your,
0: in your kit? A st- stretch bandage, I guess. Right. The did one you, for snake bites.
1: Did you get a snake bite? No. All right. Have you ever been bitten by a snake?
0: No. Okay. But we've covered that topic before. That was episode one.
1: Wow, we've covered snake bites already. Oh, no, so long ago. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. So I didn't get right, a snake bite. Okay. Oh, um, I didn't.
0: So I didn't need Mahiwa's vest. Um,
1: well, it's great that we've covered all the important issues so early now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't need my thermal leggings. I didn't need my uh, waterproof leggings. I didn't need my waterproof jacket. I didn't need my thermal fleece top. Yeah, is I didn't need Australia? my thermal base layer top. I didn't need anything. Right, okay, so I didn't actually open my pack, but I could see why you had to carry all this essential gear. Because Boy, there's nice. so many entrants, it could get cold. And when you've got so many entrants, you've got to really think about how to... Well, yeah, some of these people may not know how to look after themselves.
1: Uh, so you kind
0: of... Yeah. You could just leave them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's they've got transponders, so will pick them up. Except,
0: except I, 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 kind of get their point because they wanted to have a very low footprint kind of event.
1: Yeah, and you are a deregistered doctor. I mean, if you you know interfere, like if you get in there, you know.
0: Oh, I didn't interfere. I left the dead people where they were. Oh, okay. but 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 you got a
1: old oh, green boots. Are they
0: you got <laughs> it. You got to respect that they want to leave it low footprint, so if you go away and leave dead people lying around, it's going to make a bit of a mess. Right.
1: For, a, for a low f- footprint event, they've got a lot of footprints.
0: There was a huge amount of footprints, but the next day there was no footprint, so
1: that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, well, I, I maybe once, the day once, after, because people were still running the next day. I, I once read something about um, the use of poles, and are they they're you know, like walking poles when you're tramping or you're running or whatever, and they, but they are specifically talking about the Tongariro Crossing, and the amount of people that go up and over that with their spiky poles, like and so I guess it's like every step is a spike. If you, uh, every every step's like a spike in the ground, so yeah, oh the Tongariro Crossing gets stabbed a lot. It's
0: a good point, but that stabbing could be good for it, because if you drop a seed into that hole, then that could turn into a tree.
1: How many trees do you see in the Tongariro Crossing?
0: I have never done the song Tongariro. Where is it?
1: Is that that further north of Dunedin? If anyone out there is listening and um, you've done the Tongariro Crossing, can you let us know how many trees there are? Alright, anyway.
0: (laughs) We'll we'll find out that no one's listening.
1: Oh, no, we've got lots of listeners. We have, we have.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Ultra Trail Australia, okay. Mm, Right, okay,
1: so we're in Australia, we're in the Blue Mountains, about two hours out of Sydney. Yeah. Lots of people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, anyway, I've, I've 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 recorded some stuff, so let's listen to the first bit, eh? Because um, if we listen to it, that will probably explain it better, than I will right, be able so to is this talk it, about it. There's what? Where's this at the start? Australia. Here we go. Okay, coming into checkpoint three.
1: Oh, this brings back memories. Oh, checkpoint three. Yeah. Okay,
0: these checkpoints are just awesome. So, A lot of cowbells. so there you go, that was checkpoint three. That was about 45 K's <laughs> <Kays> in.
1: I'm <coughs> choking on my tea. <coughs> no, don't don't. It wasn't
0: mind me. that funny. It wasn't that funny. No, I was choking
1: on my tea.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. that was, that was checkpoint three.
1: Right. Oh. It was
0: pretty cool, actually, because, like, you come. You're... Who are these
1: people? Were they just. Um...
0: Well, they had 12,000 spectators there.
1: Who are these people? I
0: don't know. They must have paid them or something.
1: Oh, I suppose lots of people would have dragged their wives along, and their girlfriends or... Oh,
0: you, you know um, Patrick, who's crushed the Cargill. Congratulations, Patrick. Yeah, well done. He, he was there and his wife, Joanna, was there. So yeah, Did he finish? Her. Yes. Oh,
1: congratulations, Patrick. You've qualified for Crushed the Cargill.
0: Yep, and um, so Joanna was there taking photos of me. It was nice. And um, the guy that I paced at Northburn... Stephen
1: Bowers, he was there. He was there, yeah. So,
0: I guess I paid some people to be there too. Cool. No, I didn't pay them, but...
1: Right, how, how long has this race been going for? 100 Ks. Well, I know. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, how long is this 100 K race? <laughs> it's the longest 100 K race in Australia. <laughs> no, has this race been around a while, has you it? You could be in marketing. <laughs> um,
0: about 12 years. Oh, okay. All right. Hmm. So... Anyway, that was checkpoint three, about forty-five k's in. Right, and lots how's, of people. I was impressed with the support.
1: It was a really nice was it, feeling. Was it hot? You're what, coming along. What? Was it hot? No, not really. What time of day did you start? Six twenty-seven. That's an odd time to start.
0: Well, I was in the second wave, so they start in waves. The first wave started at six twenty. Ah, right, okay. So they have a chance to bugger off, and then we started and.
1: I right, caught and how up many along. people in each wave? Uh, one
0: to two hundred. Hundred and fifty no.
1: to two twenty around that. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yep. All right, Sweet. Yep. So you yep. must have
0: like? Um, did you, have you mentioned your time or your? No, not yet. Of... Well, I haven't got there. Yet, have I? Oh, we're, okay. we're still on the first forty-five k's here. Well, just
1: remember what we talked about, because because I think it's significant. What?
0: What?
1: The I... amount of people in each wave, and then you're okay. in the second wave.
0: Okay. All right. okay. All right. Okay. 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 So. So. Anyway, well, let's let's go. For, there's, oh, there's, no, here's Is no, another sounder? No, no, no. Hang
1: on. Yep. Now, um, you said to me earlier, off ear, um, you, you had to submit a time about how how um, how how fast you think you do the hundred k's, and that depended on what wave you're going to be in, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Can I go now?
1: Oh, I'm pretty sure I had a point, but I forgot what it was. Right,
0: I'm going to start this, but it's starting so now. Here I am just about to reach uh, 50k's. Oh, you halfway marker. Hey. Okay. Oh, hang
1: on. Before you go any Excellent. further, yep. How long did it take you to run the first 50?
0: Uh, about six hours.
1: Oh, that's also slower than the 50k I did at Naseby. Shut up. you like to run 50k's because someone's going to ask how you're feeling. Um, yeah.
0: Currently running through an area called Megalong Valley. I a long Which mean, I just mean, this means just that it's quite long. They have cool names here. Yeah. I like the names. Yeah, they a really wonderful course so far. Yeah. Loving those aid stations. So much food. What Should kind of food did they candy. have? Oh, chocolates and, and uh, fruit. Lots, lots of, of fruit. Lots of variety. Currently I'm running on a... Lots of fruit. Very soft dirt fire trail. Chips. Very comfortable. Yeah. Some uh, gel things. It's like <laughs> Uncle Gradium. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, very good. Still running, so that's okay. Yeah. Um,
1: What else? Was there like like EPO cable
0: or? No. Stop talking. All all the sponsors provided. Actually, I do have
1: questions for the listeners. Hold up. Now that we're speaking about EPO. (laughs) Yep. How do people feel about EPO and steroids and all that sort of thing? Obviously, like people get like bans for them, but why not instead of banning people, we just give the drugs to everybody else?
0: That's a good idea. Hmm. So everyone takes
1: steroids yes in the world if they want to just the ones that want to be winners
0: oh, okay but okay yep yeah all right
1: well if i and then take, give everyone epo if i if i had if i had if i could take steroids to get as big a quads as grand guys i'd happily take steroids
0: well that actually does bring up a good point because at the moment you've got to pay to get your steroids and that's quite elitist
1: it is elitist. <laughs> <laughs> if we could get a steroid sponsor, they're <laughs> I mean, bloody expensive. God, on. Do, you know do, you know, do you know how much it costs to do blood doping? No. <laughs> hey, you're a doctor.
0: Actually, how much does it cost to do blood doping? Oh, I All mean, right,
1: you're a doctor. <laughs> yep. We've got a whole bunch of listeners out there listening. They all want to blood dough. Hi Archie. Yep. This is a business opportunity for us.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure that it would be legal though, because I don't know if it's legal.
1: Well, okay, there's, well, is it what, legal or against the rules? What you could actually do, instead of going to all these races where you're not allowed to take drugs, we could just make up a whole series of races where you can take drugs.
0: Yep. Yep. And that, so it's not like you're missing That sounds out. Still, fair, at least. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. No, I mean, it seems that... I mean, yeah, it was a bit unfair when they banned Ben Johnson. You know? Yep. You know, this, you know, people wanted that. You know, they were excited when they saw him when that gold medal. Was, was it Seoul? Seoul? Seoul Olympics? I believe I mean, it was. Lance
0: Armstrong. Eh? But, I mean, what do we hate about Lance? It wasn't that he took drugs, but he lied about taking drugs. Hmm... I suppose Ben did too.
1: Ben who? Oh, Ben Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> have we digressed here? Yeah, yeah. Because right, I've... Been, all okay, right. Anyway. We've got to aid station three. Yeah. We've gone I'm, past aid station sounds three. Sounds like I'm still running. You wow. are. First 10Ks was a
0: contrast in extremes. I got warned that there was lots of stairs in this race. In the first 5Ks, there was lots of stairs because of all the uh, spectators. Next 5Ks, there was lots of stairs because there was did you get that that was quite funny wasn't
1: it yeah yeah yeah. i I, I was laughing on the inside
0: (laughs) yeah okay so that's that one yeah um
1: great well done yep yeah it's Uh, 1.5 meters to 50k i just saw the title of that clip (laughs) is that what it said no that said oh i started recording when i
0: was at minutes. I started recording when I was like one and a half metres into the race. Who's drinking the whiskey here? Come on. <laughs> All right. So oh dear. so that was 50Ks. And yeah. uh, things went a bit different after that.
1: But Oh, hey, they always do in the second yeah. half of a race, don't they? Yeah, but
0: the first 50Ks was so easy.
1: Yeah. Well the... And
0: I was kind of on my own at that okay. point too, which is really nice because I like the first time I was on my own.
1: Tell me how many 100K races you've been in where the last 50K was easier than the first 50K.
0: Wow, what about last 30k?
1: Mm, okay, I'll take that.
0: Yeah, okay, ultra easy.
1: Really?
0: Oh, it's all downhill. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> you said you'd take it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, okay, okay, what about?
0: Hey, hold on. Uh, crush the cargo. Every last part of every ascent was easier than the first part of every ascent.
1: Well, that's true. All the descents were easier than the yeah, which a is cent. kind of like the
0: second fifty k's, isn't it? Because I did twelve, which was a hundred k's.
1: Okay, whatever. All right. <laughs> anyway, I... this race was a bit different. Who's anyway, been drinking whiskey? Right,
0: right. I don't know.
1: Right, where are we now? 75 Ks. 75
0: done. How'd you know that? 25 to
1: go. I could tell by your breathing. I could still do maths. Just
0: passed one of the wonderful friendly marshals.
1: Well, if you can still do maths at this stage of the race, you're doing well. Because I I lose that ability in races really early on. Yeah. Actually, I've never had that ability. You
0: you just missed that bit. But but it was this this marshal who, as I passed, he said, You're looking good. You're looking good. And I really didn't feel
1: good. Oh well, you know why. What? You know,
0: what What are the most stupid things that you or most, like not stupid but wrong things that you have heard Marshals say? Like you're looking good is not right.
1: Oh yeah, well you, you know you it's know it's a lie.
0: It's just a, it's just blatant lying. Really?
1: Oh, right? it's absolute, absolutely absolutely. Yeah. I tell you what, la- last weekend when I when I was um, runner-up in the Ponydales Challenge... Oh,
0: yeah, we've still got to talk about that, <coughs> too, haven't
1: we? Yep. Yeah, 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 exactly. When I... You know, I think someone, someone yelled out to me, who was it? Somebody... It happens in every single race. You uh,
0: try one of these cakes that Wendy made. Oh, really right,
1: I'll try a cake. I'll have my I'll have your cake and eat Sorry, it. Sorry, carry on. I right. interrupt your story. So, no, it's... Um, yeah, I think it's probably happened to every single person that's ever put on running shoes and gone in a race. Somebody's... ...said to you, you're looking good... ...and if they've said it in the second half of the race... ...they're absolutely lying, it's bullshit... ...you look like crap. So, what do you reckon... Or saying you're nearly there... ...don't like that one either.
0: Oh, the worst one's North Northburn... ...because they always have the, the the spaces... ...the distances wrong... ...so like at the 6 k to the end of the 50... ...they say you're nearly there... When it's actually, no, four, they say you have only four, 4k to go when it's actually 6k to go, if you're only doing the 50. Mm. But if you're not, you've got 114 to go, mm. 116 or something. So so that nearly there isn't very nice. Mm-hmm. And only 4k to go isn't very nice. Mm-hmm. But they do have grapes.
1: Mm. Oh, well, I do like grapes. What yeah. kind, Albany. Albany, is it? Um, I, I don't know. Probably green green
0: grapes. North, Northburn grapes.
1: Yep. Oh, Pinot Gris? Could be.
0: Pinot Gris, I oh. think it is. Pinot like
1: gris. green. It's short for green. Oh, right. Is, is, is Gris French for the green? Could be. The green grapes. Oh, I don't know. I don't know my grapes.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, if anyone out there is listening who understands grapes, uh, maybe you could let us know what or if grape any, Pinot Gris is made of.
1: Or if anybody out there um, owns like their Northburn wine, Yep.
0: Um, or if anyone out there has the last aid station at the end of the fifty k, nothing.
1: What? Are we, what? What's the point here? Because <laughs> they're
0: the ones who gave the grapes. Oh no, we're talking about the weird things that people say at aid. Oh yeah, yeah. Marshals. I, I, I was. I
1: was like, which I is,
0: was, I mean, they're wonderful people, and and you've got oh, to. No hang huge, on. Huge, huge kudos to the to the volunteers. And, Have
1: you ever met someone at aid station that was terrible? Like they're just a horrible person. Let's just say you came, into an <laughs> no. aid, you came into an aid station.
0: No, I've always liked the people at the aid
1: stations. If you came into the aid station and you're really sore and Hitler offered you a massage, would you take it?
0: Yeah. That's a really good point, actually, how non-judgmental you get when you're suffering. Because mm. it's like, it doesn't matter of food as well, because the food that I've, I've got during a run or at the end of a run, it's the best food I ever had. Doesn't matter how bad it is; it's still the best. The only exception that is beer.
1: Sometimes okay. a bad beer is still a bad beer. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But Coke, I, I hate Coke normally, but I love Coke the second half of a run. Coca Cola. Yep. So I was about to have Coke here, actually. Mm. Oh, should we move on? Yeah, <clears> we should. Sure. Sprint home. We definitely should. Except for the uh, thousand
1: meter climbing in the last eleven
0: kilometers, but um, yeah sprint band uh, crawl I think mm. but that's all right time-wise I'm doing better than I expected but we'll see when we finish the crawl I've got to admit the scenery is absolutely stunning um, mm. good scenery not much mm. wildlife oh no there's lots of Australians lots of birds I not see any drop bears I not any snakes mm. um drop bears or anything like that mm. He's got a joke. Nothing's eaten me yet. Maybe Australia's not that bad after all. It's just a bad river. thought I was hallucinating, though. No? These nightmarish hallucinations. I was running along and every runner seemed to be have a ginger moustache. And I thought, oh, there's a lot of ginger runners or I'm having Grant Guy's hallucinations. Really scary. It's scary stuff. He's
1: well, that's scary stuff. Did you hear that, oh, Grant? Guys' hallucinations. Yep, it was. It was scary. pretty scary.
0: It was. I was thinking mm. someone else had done, you know, cut out all those masks and taken those masks forever. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, all right.
0: But no, it was just all these people that looked like Grant guys. Well, right. well for at least I think Grant that. wasn't there,
1: was he? I don't think
0: so. Grant, were you there?
1: Grant, he's not answering. Actually, she you know, We need to interview Grant at some point, don't we? Hmm. Mm. Or his kids. Sorry. Or his kids. Yeah, 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 absolutely.
0: Anyway, um, yeah, so hallucinations. What's the worst hallucination you've ever had?
1: Uh, when I did Northburn, I thought I saw the East Island statues. And was that bad? Uh, well, no, I've always wanted to see the East Island statues. Um, so that's
0: not as bad as Grant Guy's hallucinations.
1: No, yeah, no, not as bad. I mean, obviously I want to see the East Island statues in the East Islands, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll take Northburn. <laughs> uh, Other hellos have I? That's a good question. Uh no I think th- no, I think that's the only one I've actually had. But that's what, you know, running for two days will do here. Well nearly two days.
0: Mm. Um I just saw worms.
1: Right, yeah. Well I do remember um was it Justin when he did Northbrook? uh when he did, Northbro- oh, did Naisby he, he ran into some guy that was talking to a bush. Has mm-hmm. a conversation <laughs> with a bush or something? Mhm. Yeah, yeah, that was an old one. Um Oh Stefan. Yeah now that's a strange one
0: he he hallucinated that he saw you in a
1: mankini yes yes he did hallucinate that definitely hallucinated that
0: yep and a seal on the track yeah
1: Yeah. and i'd like to clarify when stefan thought he saw me in a mankini i was doing the, the 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 tequila aid station at the top of mount cargill at around midnight and, what like just after he left, a whole bunch of other runners came up and they did not see me man in mankini. So it was definitely an hallucination.
0: Was there a worm in a
1: tequila? There was no worm. Actually, what's the point of the worm in the tequila? It's
0: supposed to um, be hallucinogenic. It's supposed to somehow get... I'm not sure if it's tequila or mescaline kind of... Is it? I don't know. But anyway, it's supposed to... Become hallucinogenic because it takes all of something out of us something. Right. Okay. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> that was a scientific response.
1: Right. Okay. Hmm. Any other hallucinations you know of? Oh no, but maybe people want to tell us their hallucinations.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So if anyone wants to write in and tell us your greatest hallucination ever,
1: or they could ring our number and tell whoever answers the phone. The number that is on
0: the Facebook page.
1: Yeah, that's the one.
0: The one that closely resembles the Edendale fire service. Absolutely. Yep, yep. Which is just a coincidence. Yeah. Okay, yep. Um, yeah, so if anyone wants to tell us your greatest hallucination ever.
1: Bring Edendale so fire I, brigade. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, us. It's us. It's okay. just similar to ever- ever- those section from 25 to
0: 70, I mean, from off. 50 to 70 was so many stairs after the uh, Megalong Valley, which was also called Six Foot Track. Uh, Megalong, I thought, was a better name. But after that, it was these, uh, this area called Nelly's Glen. Nelly's awesome. Glen, it sounds like it would be something really beautiful and peaceful and you know, a really nice picnic spot,
1: Ooh, but
0: basically, it was these horrible steep wooden steps irregular up this break. narrow chasm of a gully oh it was beautiful For a but it went break. on and uh, yeah that was hard work and then uh we passed back through town again and then we came to this thing called Luracase cascades which uh was Long steps of a narrow chasm. It was beautiful but brutal.
1: Yeah, need to it's get theme some
0: here. <laughs> Since last uh, eight <laughs> oh, stations, okay. it's you're nice, okay. uh, steady downhill on dirt road again. I'm kind of a pleased to be able to run again. Maybe I'll come in in about 13 and a half hours or something, I don't know. How
1: accurate was that? It not really matter
0: too much. It's too high. I was quicker. sun's just. About to, I'm going down into the valley and the sun's just about to go behind the hills on the far side. It's
1: so just what was stunning. It I have to keep
0: taking, to take photos. Oh, you've
1: already been for really
0: the host part of the day. Yeah. yeah
1: okay. No, it's
0: cooling. Yeah, it's a beautiful area. I think I said that. Did you?
1: Yeah, pretty sure I said that. Yeah, sometimes I switch off.
0: Yeah, no, I said it was beautiful. Mm. Right. Okay, so it got up to about 18 or 19 degrees, but... Oh, at that point, this, it would have this... been down at about twelve, thirteen. It was really nice. Yeah, cool.
1: Right, perfect. that's like needing weather. Yeah.
0: But it was it was interesting at that point. Like, I thought if I kept going, you know, I was going down, but I knew I had a lot of up and down to go. And and the last 11Ks, it was like a 1,000 metres climbing. Mm. And I thought, I'm going to take ages. It will take 13 and a half hours. And I managed actually to finish in 13 hours. So I knocked oh. off... Half an hour under my estimate, because I couldn't estimate. Right. Because it was just so weird. It went from this, this road which went up and down, I had to walk all the hills and run down, to this single track which I could actually run, even though it was reasonably technical. All
1: oh, right, Oh, cool.
0: And then the last K was 950 steps. 900?
1: 900. Oh. oh, okay. It was brutal. Oh, there were some ladders in there somewhere, was there? That
0: was uh, first 20K.
1: Oh, okay. Well, what a great way to start. Hmm. <clears throat> mm.
0: So that was the Utah 100, and I finished in 13 hours. Oh, well done. So what did you want to say about waves? I
1: wanted to talk about waves?
0: You did. I don't think it was surfing. No, it was the starting starting groups.
1: Yeah, that kind of wave. Yeah. Mm um oh what was my point it was so long ago we were talking about this um yeah like if you said there was a hundred to two hundred people in in each wave and then you in the second wave so you automatically started like say maybe in 200th place um
0: well apparently it was about 300 or 400th place
1: well you made up a lot of places then
0: i did make a lot of places I could have started in the first wave, but I chose not to. Yeah. Right. And that could have been a mistake, because it meant that I spent a lot of time in the first 10Ks sitting behind people that I couldn't pass, because we're going along some narrow bits. Right. you
1: live and learn. Live and learn. Not that that you're ever going to go back and do that race again.
0: No, but next time I don't do that race, I'll remember that. Mm. So how was Pony
1: Ponydales. Oh well, now we're talking about the real race. Uh, well, for those that know, um, the Pony Dales—it's a—it's a local Harriers relay race um, around a two-kilometer track around the Dunedin Pony Club. Uh, hence the name of the Pony Dales. Well, I imagine that's why it's called the Pony Dales. Anyhow, um, this year for the first time they hit the Pony Dales challenge, which was oh, yeah, yep, yep. yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh. Oh, Archie's getting frisky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, now, unfortunately, we don't have a camera. But, uh, <laughs> Archie, no! <laughs> but every time we do a podcast... <laughs> no! Oh, this reminds me of
0: <laughs> the end of the race. I forgot to tell you about that. I had to um, go to the Steve, toilet.
1: Steve's being molested as we speak. I by, am by not. My dog. I am not.
0: We're just sharing a seat. All right. There well, I let...
1: Oh, oh. But he's got his
0: lipstick out. But you know how we had that discussion about pooping during a race. Oh yes, we did. Well, yes. I didn't need to poop at all. But but going up the stairs, those 950 steps, I did. And I thought, well, I'm less than a kilometre to the end, so I'll wait. So I got to the end, mm-hmm. managed to get to the toilets at the end, and they had um, no toilet paper. No, they had toilets. They were wonderful toilets. They were like like public, like convention room toilets. Really good. Like you get in any building, you know, a good building. But there was um, cubicles, so you could hear everyone in the next cubicle. Oh, and the guy in the next cubicle just finished after me, and and um, he was obviously in a bit of distress. But he decided to give a running commentary on his activity, and he was going, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!
1: Oh shit!" shit. (laughs) <laughs> did, you, what, did you hear the one say, I could murder a brown snake?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe
0: it was chafing or something. Um, uh, you know, severe constipation or chafing or just cramping or what? Oh, it, was just, it, it can be a whole bunch of things at that stage, can't it? It could, it could. And, and, you know, all of those I was at risk of, but at that stage I just got so oh, curious as to what, so what that, going on in the cubicle to, next door. So they had
1: good the toilets?
0: Yeah. Oh, God,
1: do you remember the toilets? They had they... showers. And showers?
0: Yeah, and they gave you a towel at the end. And a towel! Yeah, oh. so you get,
1: you get a buckle and a towel. All right. Well, Terry Davis, if, if you ever want me to go back to Northburn, give me a towel. And a buckle. In a bucket, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, for not... only doing a hundred k. Oh, do you remember the do you remember the toilets at Naseby last year? No, I don't think they had enough toilets. Really? <laughs> yeah, because by the end of the weekend, it was so close to the top. You know. You, yeah, you had to sort of, like, sit up oh. a bit so you didn't get splashed back. <laughs> oh, well, I was, I was worried that... It's near that point, not it? I was it? a bit worried
0: that was what my poop was going to be like when I did it at the end of UTA. It was so big.
1: Oh, all right, anyway. Anyway, right,
0: so, um... Should <laughs> <laughs> we finish on that note? <laughs> no, no, we're, we're going to read a book. Oh, um, all right. yes. Yeah, so we're going to start a new series. Yeah. So, uh... We have a, a book that we're going to read. Yeah, called the Complete Book of Running.
1: Oh, well, I mean, it seems like a um, an app thing. I think you know when you when you think books about running, you you think the Complete Book of Running, um, and why not? You don't want the Incomplete Book of Running. Uh, it's written by a man. Um, James Fitz, um, and he was all about: if you don't go running, you're going to have a crap heart, and you'll be unfit, and you'll die. Uh, and he he actually died of a heart attack when he was out for a run. But that so, was just
0: bad luck, really.
1: But, hey, it's a as it says so on the back page. It was a pioneering book, and it has encouraged a sedentary. Is that his hat? Sedentary. Yeah, you've got you are good at reading. Well, let's put uh, my glasses on, yeah. Oh, are you going to do the reading?
0: Oh, I can read if you want. Well, it's up to you. I mean, we, we haven't really... Should we toss a coin or something?
1: Have you got a coin? No. <laughs> Neither. Oh, well, you've got your glasses on. Okay. All
0: right. Well, you read that bit because you got to sedentary.
1: Well, I do. Did... Man, we're only, we're only like... We're still in the first sentence. <laughs> sedentary
0: is a very interesting word, though, because you know that um, most people these days in modern society spend a lot of time just not moving. Yeah. Well, and if they just move more.
1: Well, I mean, it's, you yeah, like, 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 um, maybe these people need to read Jim's book. Well, they I mean, do, but. It, it was pioneering and encouraged the, ah, uh, sedentary generation. Was that the generation before this generation? Which, what's it called again? Sedentary generation. What year did No, this- we are
0: the sedentary generation. Hang on, what year did this
1: book it come It was out? the 1970s. Oh, he died in
0: 1984. The book was written in the 1970s. 19
1: first published 1977
0: this this book was touted as the one that started the current running boom no the last running boom before the current running boom which might have been before the current running boom of the current running boom
1: does it take a book to start a running boom
0: well i think apparently it, it did
1: Oh, okay. So there wasn't
0: much running in the 70s, and in the 80s was all sorts of running. And
1: And all those sedentary people that were just sort of sitting around going, oh, well, I suppose I'll read a book at least. And they read this one, and um, they started moving.
0: Well, I guess they heard about it, and it it spread, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it um, covers all aspects of the subject of running, including finding the time to run, running and weight loss... Running for a woman, so probably... Oh,
0: speaking be- of running and weight loss, I was on, on the plane going to Christchurch on Thursday. This is funny, this is... okay. Right. okay. okay. You've got to hear this story. And this guy was sitting beside me, he was rather large, and, and so it was a wee bit uncomfortable in a seat. But he was very apologetic about it, and um, and wanted to chat and be friendly. And, and, and this was only from doing to Christchurch, just a short flight. So we're chatting away, and he says, oh, where are you going? Are you going home to Christchurch? And I said, oh, no, I'm go- actually on my way to Sydney. And he said, oh, what are you going there for? And I said, 100k race. And he got all explosive about, why, you've got to be fucking kidding me, you can't do that, and how do you get into that sort of thing? Oh, you just run. How do you train for something like that? Oh, we you run. just run. How did you start doing this? I just started running. I just started running. So it got a bit monotonous at this point, but... Then he says, you know, you must have been doing this forever. You must be superhuman. And I said, no, I started when I was 40. And he says, shit, but I'm only 36. Do you think I could do this? Yeah. (laughs) And so it got a bit crazy after then because he started wanting me to convince him that he could run a half marathon or a marathon in a certain period of time. So I said, "You you know, in four months you could run a half marathon if you set out training for it. Yeah. And, and, um, and, he, and he says, but but I smoke. And I said, well, you won't want to smoke once you start running. And then, and then we're doing this, and just before we start landing,
1: this... Um, is that, the, is that the, Hang on, before you go any further, I think Archie made the noise when he needs to pee.
0: Ah, uh, Archie. Okay, you go pee, Archie. Yeah. That's a good idea. Oh, right. So I thought he just wanted to go outside because it was too hot in here.
1: No, I don't know. I think it was the pee noise.
0: Yeah, it's more yeah. like a, it. makes more sense because I did let him out into the balcony, and that wasn't good enough. Yeah, right. Anyway, Anyways, anyway. So, so, so were we so, so were about to land, and then this woman in the seat in front of me passes me a note, and I read the note, and she says, and it's got this website with a sixteen-week training program to run a half marathon from huh. nothing, and um, and uh, and she says, I did it, and I'm sixty-four. <laughs> Wow, next, next and, and then, out into that, she says, Good luck with your race in Sydney. <laughs> oh, wow. And so I showed him the note, and he says, Holy cow, you mean I could do this in 16 weeks? So, yeah, yeah, that's what I've been saying. And I, Wow, I'm going to do it. No one can tell me there's something I can't do. If it's a challenge, I've got to do it. And so he was getting really committed to the idea of doing it. And I said, What well, are you going to do? Is you know, find time and make yourself get up and. Start with 3Ks, walking, running. So the next day he was going to get out of bed and run, walk 3 kilometres. Oh, well, I hope he did. Yeah. Cool. Right. So if someone drops dead in the next 16 weeks in a half marathon, um, I have nothing fault. to do with it.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, maybe maybe that guy needs to read this book. Yeah. Because um, it covers all the subjects. And decoding the uh, health of the runner anecdotal and informative this is the Essential Guide for Runners Everywhere. So, if it's the Essential Guide for Runners Everywhere, we really do have to read it, don't we?
0: Yes, we do. Right.
1: Okay, well... Oh, even Michael Parkinson likes it. Is he a runner? He may have run. Is he dead?
0: Uh... Is he still I alive? Shall, right. I, shall I do a Joe Rogan and Google well, it?
1: Well, nah. But, um... Yeah. But no, no, Michael Parkinson said this book is a boon and a blessing to the multitudes who jog and run throughout the world. Good on you, Michael. Um, well, anyway. Do you want my glasses? All right, and you going to read? Oh, yeah, I'm going to read. Yeah, I don't need glasses. Okay. I'm, I haven't <clears throat> got, a, my eyes aren't deficient.
0: All right, I read, you interrupt. That's how it All works. All
1: right. Well, should we start on the sub- ner- subversive sub? On one. the
0: suver- subversive nature of this book. The purposes of this book are, first, to introduce you to the extraordinary world of running, and second, to change your
1: life. Right, okay. Does that sound
0: like an ad for Northburn?
1: Does Northburn say they're going to change your life or ruin your life?
0: Oh, good point. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, until recently, those goals, particularly the second, that's the changing, not ruining, uh, would have seemed laughably grandiose. Today, however, we're in the midst of a worldwide running revolution. A revolution that is beyond question changing and saving lives. This book was first published in a different form in the United States.
1: I'd just like to say it didn't fix his life.
0: Well, his name is James Fix, so maybe it was already fixed and you can't fix something that ain't broken. Okay. Right. (laughs) When I began writing when I began writing it, surveys showed that there were some 6 million runners there. That's in the United States. Only 6 million.
1: How many people were in the United States? About 300 million. Right. I bet there's
0: more runners. Well, that was the 1970s. What, see, that's what I mean. This was, there was a boom. And the boom came after this book. Right. When I began writing that's it, a big boom. surveys showed that there were some 6 million runners there. Uh, within a few months the figure had increased to 25 million. There we go. I quickly saw convincing evidence of the boom. Almost upon publication the complete book of running rose to the top of all the nation's best-selling lists all and the simply perched there. That's not all of the nations, that's all of the nation's best-seller lists. So all of the best-seller lists of the nation. See, it's where the apostrophe goes.
1: Oh, wait, of, of that particular nation? Yeah, yeah, that's one. Yeah. Oh, right, so, like, yeah. obviously, like, in, they didn't sell a lot in Afghanistan. No, no. Well, was, they might have.
0: Well, they might have, but it's an American book. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> well this is New Zealand, I'm reading it, I mean, you're obviously reading it. Why can't you read an American book in Afghanistan?
0: Well, you could, but it's still going to be about America.
1: Right, no, it's
0: about running. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Okay, so the complete book of running rose to the top of all the nation's, all the United States best-selling lists, and simply perched there as tirelessly as any long-distance runner for months on end. Oh, it's pretty cool. And United, uh, United Kingdom, as I write, similar surveys have indicated that two million Britons pull on their running shoes at least once a week.
1: Ah, but what about the people that run barefoot?
0: Well, I think that was uh, one of the booms that came later.
1: Yeah, but he's talking about, he's specifically talking about people there lacing up running shoes.
0: Yeah. So he didn't include the Tarumara Indians. Or no. Or Barefoot Ted. Or you. Or me. Yeah. We should probably read something about them at some stage too. I oh, know we, yeah, we will. And we will. I mean, I've been known yeah.
1: to run barefoot from, yeah. from occasion. You have.
0: Yeah. I heard about that on a beach. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's good for you, good for you. Anyway, um, pull pretty. on their running shoes, sandals, or bare feet at least once a week. The current running phenomenon is largely a reflection, I think, of the peculiar attractiveness of the sport. It can be done almost anywhere by almost anybody, requires a minimum of equipment, and is among the most beneficial and inexpensive of sports. The preparations are no more...
1: expensive. D- Have you seen how much shoes cost?
0: Yeah, but a lot of the shoes started being produced after the running boom because they thought, let's sell shoes. Uh,
1: so so what really, if we want to make shoes cheaper, we should try and make running unpopular. A reverse boom.
0: <clears throat> or just not wear shoes.
1: Mm. Yeah. Right, okay, carry on.
0: Yeah, no, it's become a fashion statement now, really. Not well, wearing shoes. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, just like underpants and things like that yeah like boxes. i mean why do people need to wear boxes and you can just wear jockeys you know just like like you know the old wife yeah, i like
1: i like to feel supported so
0: well it's the same yeah so but boxes people want to wear boxes and there's less support in a boxer surely there's
1: no support
0: yeah and yet they cost Everything more just flapping. and they're more popular
1: apparently Right. okay well I've, I, I mean i haven't seen surveys on underwear sales i wouldn't know yeah,
0: well, I'm just assuming because, I mean, people must be buying them because and they, they do cost more.
1: Yeah, but I would have thought. Yeah, well, I know. Like, you get those, like, budget packs of, like, you know, like those five packs of, like, undies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, I reckon mean, there's got to be more undies out there than there is, like, like boxes. Yeah, but people you will like...
0: pay, you know, three times as much as the five pack for one pair of boxes. Well, I'm
1: going for the five pack.
0: Of course you do, but someone doesn't. All Right.
1: You remember Tuku Morgan? Yeah. Do you remember how much his yeah. boxer
0: shorts cost? $100 or something. Oh, I mean, that's weren't... more than three times his. Oh, no, know, they, the they,
1: they were up there, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. They weren't cheap boxer shorts. No. I wonder if he still got them.
0: Should have framed them.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, how long ago was that?
0: <laughs> yeah. What else could you use boxes for? Well,
1: oh, nothing useful. Carry on. Okay.
0: Anyway, um, well, maybe we should ask our listeners
1: what kind of underwear they're wearing
0: yeah or what can you use boxes for <laughs> <laughs> I, think I've, I think
1: I've lost my place <laughs> alright was there anywhere on that page where it mentioned underwear because I don't know why we're talking no, about it no it was the cost it was oh, something, right, something
0: okay. about the cost it's been done almost anywhere by almost anyone and requires a minimum of equipment almost, and one of the most beneficial and inexpensive of sports that's where we got to oh, crap. The, prepa- the, first page. <laughs> the preparations are no more time consuming than those required for taking a walk Yes, true. And the pleasures are far greater. Furthermore, running is an appealing and often amusing body of law oh, that yes. tends to bind all runners together no matter where they live. In visiting Britain to prepare this edition, I had some vivid and occasionally curious glimpses of that law. Lore. L-O-R-E, by the way. That's how right. the law is spelled. Um, in the United States, for example, it is well known that the proper treatment for an inflamed Achilles tendon is to run only on hard surfaces, avoiding grass and springy tracks as if they were Skilla and cherubis, uh cherubis,
1: I can't remember. Right, so if you saw got sore Achilles, go for a road run. Is that what he's saying? Pretty much,
0: yep. But in Britain, on the other hand, it is beyond dispute that soft surfaces are the only sure cure. Mmm, the and plot thickens. The plot thickens like a muddy paddock. I mm. would prefer the muddy paddock than the hard surfaces but then I haven't had a sore Achilles from well, that well. Well, maybe
1: that's why I spent last weekend running around a muddy paddock and my Achilles feels fine and you did have a huge Achilles problem yeah so I'm probably with the Brits on this one
0: yeah I'd be with the Brits on this one and I like their beer better
1: yeah Oh, well, Americans don't know how to make beer no right hold on I've got to get Archie
0: okay I might have to get another whiskey if we keep going at this rate all right
1: Oh, really? Right, you got
0: Archie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, on. he's okay. on Okay, so, um, running in Britain, I have learned, has its own special character. Whereas in the United States, the typical runner, man or woman, is a free spirit who belongs to no club and only infrequently seeks out the hurly-burly of competition. In Britain, a sizable proportion of runners are team members who regularly race. As the running movement sweeps Britain, this difference is becoming less pronounced. Okay, yep. That's interesting, because you know the old foul running thing in Britain is is really big.
1: Uh, So what's foul running?
0: That's like running over hills, but they're hills with no trails, so they do a point-to-point race. Right, okay. So they'll just go like this post at the bottom, to the top, and then back again. Right. And you can take whatever route you like. So Bob Graham round is that... Oh, James and Mel are going to do that next week. Are they? Yeah, oh, here's, here's news, you know, stuff you should know. Quote, unquote.
1: Um, oh, no, I was only sounding surprised, you know, for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. they are.
0: Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we would like to um, do an ad break here and um, for the Mental Health Foundation. Um, Mel Law and James Harkham are um, planning to do the Bob Graham round
1: right, in the okay. Lakes
0: District, where they go around all of the big peaks of the Lakes District... I don't think big means much, but they are peaks, mm. and it is like over a hundred k's, and there's no real track, and it's up and down, and you have to do it within twenty four hours to kind of have done it. Right. Yep. And it's got a few thousand meters of elevation, I think. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it'll be good. Good to watch them. So, oh, and okay. and and while you're watching them, you know, you could you could you know Google Mel and his. Um, Million feet for mental health, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, thing, and um,
1: yeah, I heard he's been uh, running up the throwing a Yeah, yeah,
0: that's no, because yeah. I heard
1: he's been running up a few hills, and yep. it's
0: um, all for a good cause. So, All for a good cause. So, cheers, Mel. Have a drink, keep, keep um, me up, Mel. Yep, I will have a whiskey on you. Yep, yep,
1: yep. Very good. Right, how are we? How are we getting on?
0: We're doing well. That was something about um, Britain versus America running, because
1: oh. oh, the, the, there's a couple of foul runners
0: who. I met in Queenstown recently, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, wasn't old Tom Booth, wasn't he a fell runner? Yeah, he did some fell running too. Oh, yeah. I'm just assuming.
0: I think everyone in England did fell running. Well, no, no, that's, what that's what I'm... kind of like trail running in America. Yeah, well,
1: that's, that's what I'm assuming now. Yeah, yeah, but
0: it is quite a tough form of trail running. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Because they don't have trails, yeah. right? Well, trails do help the <laughs> trail running.
0: Anyway, there is at least one way in which running in Britain is different from running elsewhere, and it is simply that no more pleasing place for the sport exists anywhere. Ooh.
1: Well, that's... Uh, Ooh, that's, no, I'm gonna that's call, really... I'm, gonna, I'm calling bullshit on that.
0: Okay, yeah. I don't think he's been to New Zealand.
1: I don't think he's been... To Madagascar? I don't think he's been to a lot of places. Antarctica? I, I don't think... Well, I... I reckon... Actually... I don't
0: think I'd want to run on Antarctica. Uh,
1: I'd, I'd, I'd run in Antarctica. I want to go to Antarctica, Do so... you want to do the marathon, yeah? Well, I mean, I just want to go to Antarctica. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I might as well do some running while I'm there. But no, I thought, you know, something like, why doesn't Afghanistan have great trail runners? I mean, it's a mountainous region. Actually, like those dudes should be awesome. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. probably will get killed. Um, carry on. Okay, yep. Um... Oh, I mean, but aside from all the wariness of Afghanistan, apparently it's a beautiful place. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No,
0: I've got friends who have been there, and I would say that. And
1: probably better than where Jim lived. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Apart from... It's probably safer where Jim well, lives. Although Jim died. It says, oh, he, no, it says died. he's
0: from the connect, Connecticut and yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd imagine Afghanistan's more scenic than Connecticut.
0: Yeah, I would say so too. Anyway, yeah. shall I move on? Right. Yeah. Starting yep. now. Even in the hearts of cities, a park is seldom far away. In densely populated Surrey, for example, there is more common land than in any other country. But you don't need a park or forest to run. Even in the middle of London, you no longer attract the slightest notice if you simply pop out of your door and start running. That is true. I did that. In In London? In London, in December. I popped out the door of where I was staying and started running and didn't attract any notice. That could have been because... There were so many thousands of people, no one notices anything. hmm Especially, like, at 7.30 in the morning, wandering across those bridges, running across those bridges. It was horrendous, the amount of people. Right, yeah. But But there was a park often nearby, and I did go to a park run there. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was at Wormwood Scrubs. Yeah, which yeah, is, okay. Um, Isn't that a prison? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was great, right behind the prison. <laughs> great, great name for a prison. And when I, 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 I was running in um, Somerset and you could there was walks all over the place and the walks basically went straight through paddocks and you just right. followed a sign. There was no track. It was just a stile over a fence and then you could go through the paddock and find another style over the f- fence on the other side if you're lucky and keep running. It was right, pretty cool. Yeah, cool. It was pretty cool. Right, anyway. So, if you are not yet a runner, this book we will show you how to become healthier and happier than you have ever managed, now, imagined you could be.
1: Before you go any further, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that most people listening to us are already runners.
0: Uh, well, yeah, but they might like to justify their running.
1: I oh, like right. justifying
0: my running. Yeah, okay. yeah, fair enough. It will do so no matter how out of shape or fat or old or ungraceful you are, no matter how many times you have tried and failed of other exercise programs. Well, i Hey, on, I even finished the paragraph. With proper preparation and a few elementary precautions, practically
1: anyone who can walk can run. Including the guy on the plane. Exactly. Yeah. So That'd I hope be, he's listening.
0: That would be pretty cool, eh? I should have told him about Crush the Cargill. I failed. Mm, yeah, right. I think we need to do more marketing. We do. If, as I hope, you are already a runner huh, this paragraph. All right, there us. we go. Now and we're getting Even somebody... if you are already a very good one, definitely for us. Yeah, this book Most will, definitely <laughs> This book will help make you fitter, faster, more knowledgeable, and better able to enjoy your sport's special pleasures and avoid its occasional hazards. Such as? I don't know, but I'm looking forward to it.
1: I want to know what these hazards are.
0: Well, we're going to have to read the book now. Yeah. Whatever your skill or lack of it, this book will acquaint you with the many benefits of running and show you how to share them. In these pages, you will learn, among other phenomena... About here's a list, so you have to be quiet while I read the list. All right, okay, it will show you how to. Sh- uh, and this page is learn about uh, among other phenomena about the remarkable adaptations a human body makes to training, even in old age. Yes, you running, yep, <laughs> running as a natural tranquilizer. That's, Hang what, on. that's what we need running as an enhancer of sexual pleasure.
1: I don't have any,
0: that's not me. The Call nutrition. Me. Seems to work for Archie. This <laughs> <laughs> the nutritional secret that lets runners eat foods absolutely forbidden to most dieters and lets them lose weight while doing
1: it. Oh yeah, I quite one of my favourite. Um, Have another toffee pop. No, no, I've had enough. <laughs> uh, no pizza is one of my favourite. I, I can eat a whole pizza during a race. Yep, well, I can eat whiskey. Yeah. Okay. uh have you ever done a race on only fueling yourself with whiskey
0: had I'm still on the list right. um it's a long runners who without strain cover as many as 200 miles at a time oh. that's one of the phenomena oh,
1: shout out to Candice candice
0: Candice and yeah. uh Glenn Sutton yeah well he 200 miles Well, he, he could do 200 miles but he did 100 k's in the weekend out to Middlemarch. Yeah, yeah, he did. So they ran out to Middlemarch for a training run for bad water, but they were running from Emerson's Brewery to Richard Emerson's Pub in Middlemarch. It seems to be a theme here. But he decided that wasn't going to be far enough, so he ran to London's Castle and back first. What? Did he? Yeah, he did a 20k warm-up for his 80k run, and it got up to 104ks altogether. Right, okay. Anyway, uh, another other phenomena. Heart attack victims who, were their do- doctor's blessing not only compete in 26-mile races, that's 42Ks for us, but feel better than they did before their attacks. And I, I've okay. heard of that.
1: Jim doesn't feel better now.
0: But, yeah, look, Jim's a different kind of phenomena. Okay. Yeah. In general, people feel better when they take up running than if they didn't. Okay. And did you know, there's this interesting statistic that the more weight you put on, the more your blood pressure goes up, the more your um, blood glucose goes up, um, the more your blood lipids go up, the higher your risk of dying in the next five years is. But if you lose 10 kilograms, your risk of dying in the next five years decreases by about 25%. Right.
1: Is that awesome or what? It's pretty amazing.
0: And losing 10 kilograms when you're, you know... Like 300 kilograms. Well,
1: you're a stick, so you don't have 10, 10 kgs to lose. That's true.
0: Anyway, um, anyway, carry on. You will, in short, discover that running has a vast number of beneficial effects, some of which are only beginning to be understood. It will not be surprising if the foregoing claims strike you as extravagant and you have every right to ask who is making them and, and on what authority. The answers to those questions will emerge piece by piece throughout these pages, but a preliminary summary may be in order. All right. Cool. So do we do the preliminary summary next week? Because I think we've got an interview next week.
1: Uh, well, well, you can leave it to another time. Cause, I, look, d- I think we should leave it to another right, to time. Be, so, t- to be fair, it's um, it's... Twenty to ten. Yeah, I don't think people realise how hard I work. I've been I've been on the go since this morning. I haven't stopped. Me too. Well, to say I didn't, stop, I stopped for lunch, and.
0: Oh yeah, I stopped for morning tea and lunch.
1: Yeah, I did that too. And one of my
0: meetings had morning tea in it as well.
1: And then I probably and I had a coffee to start with. And I probably on my way back from seeing a client, I probably drove a bit slower than I normally would.
0: Then I met a friend and went to the Inch Bar. Okay, but I've been on the go since like. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, and then I went for a run after age. work myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like like you. So it's a long day. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and but you like... can do it because you run.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I'll, I'll, but I've got to go home now. I'm not running home. <laughs> I'm going to drive home.
0: Okay. So um, anyway, so
1: uh... so yeah, so um, yeah. I mean, that's the a complete book of running. Yeah, well, it's the first chapter one uh, and page one and a half. Yeah, no, it's, well, we're not actually into the first chapter. We're only in the forward. Oh, forward of so um, the the. F- can I the can f- I just
0: mark where we got to?
1: Yeah, I think we're on page three of the four forward XII. Okay. So oh, yeah, <clears throat> let's do
0: that. So this has been a great episode. We've we've covered the UTA race report. We've talked about hallucinations and. Um, uh pooping um chafing um we didn't cover any gear we did talk about No, we did
1: talk about the gear that you didn't use
0: yeah that's true oh but but i was gonna say that i had all that essential gear which i think was important for them to ask us to carry i had an ultra aspire zygus four pack oh they're great great pack really stretchy mesh Right. So that you could stuff, you know, your rain jacket in, your beanie, your gloves, all your hiver's yeah. vest, your uh, all that stuff stretchy, you don't need. stretchy thing, your thermal stuff, your thermal top, your thermal bottom, your waterproof bottom, your extra fleece top, your extra beanie, your extra beard trimmer, your kitchen sack, All of it could go in there and it could take it easily. Plus a little bit of food, which I also didn't need because the aid stations were so well stocked.
1: Right, cool, oh. excellent. Oh,
0: and two litres of water, which I didn't need either, because it wasn't that hot.
1: That sounds like you I just did a shout-out to Ultra Aspire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wouldn't it be great if they sponsored us? Wouldn't it just? But that would be like
0: selling out, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, on that note, um, yeah, we're, we're going to call it a night. Um, that's podcast number four or five or six, can't remember. And we've got another podcast next week, and oh, we're going to be having a big interview, are we?
0: Uh, we are planning on a really good interview next week. Yeah. Not with this guy. Not with this guy, he's a bit loud actually.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Would you, would you say the didgeridoo is the bagpipes of Australia?
0: Yeah, I suppose so. It's quite cool. Well,
1: it's more of a. Well, No, I say bagpipes are the drony, constant drony noise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's No, it's a noise that makes you think of that country.
1: So yeah. Well, if anyone's listening, they're thinking of they're currently thinking of another country whilst they're listening to this. I'd be interested to hear. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's playing for so long. How did he do it? <laughs>
0: That's all one brief, too. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Anyway, um, yep. good night everyone and um, yeah, Archie you mongrel or something and have another beer and don't wet yourself. And what's their old slogan? Oh yeah, all the best reviews.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Laters. Woo! Keep <He> Archie! <laughs> Archie you mongrel!